Yesterday was such a uh, such a beautiful day that I opened that window right there, left the back door open so the kitty cats could wander back and forth, and I can get a nice breeze flowing through here and just enjoy all that fresh air and, and uh, turn the heat off and everything. So you know, I would just you know just enjoy the day. And last night when I went to bed, I was getting kind of chilly. I closed the the door, the window, and left the door cracked so the kitty cats can they they they're smart enough to where they can grab the door, pull it open, yeah, and come in and and get out of the weather. But the door automatically closes, yeah. So I'm not worried about it costing me a lot as far as heat escaping, yeah. But uh, I crawled up, went to bed. And when I woke this morning, I didn't realize it at first. I had forgot to turn the heat back on. Mm. And it was whatever it was. I'm surprised here. you didn't realize that. In the high 40s, low 50s. In they here. say you sleep better when it's cold. It's just supposed to be a healthier thing for you. Supposed to be, but when you wake up, yeah. it ain't. Not, yeah. when, <laughs> not when you're sitting there As soon shivering, as consciousness comes back into you're play. You're shivering and can't get your breath. Yeah. And um, it just exasperates the uh, COPD. Yeah. And just made it that much. It took me... I had to get up, manage to get up, and go into the bathroom and turn that little space Switch heater, on, turn yeah. this space heater on, yeah. and that went in there before. I, I didn't realize for a couple of hours I didn't have the heat on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was, you know, the reason it was cold in here was because I didn't have the heat on. Well, last week it was 90, 85, yeah. 70, all week. And then last, this, like early this week or last week it broke, that hurricane brought in Cold oh, weather yeah. finally broke. The it's, weather, it the weather, the air after a hurricane is so pure. Yeah. It's so pure. It is just, it's delightful to get out there and, and fill your nose up with I it. I saw a tree fall on a house. Did you? I was making deliveries. I was in the van, and I'm driving along thinking, like, you know, my parents had called me a couple times, like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, you know, a little bit of rain, not, no big deal. I'm making deliveries. And I'm out in a distance, probably maybe 100 yards from me, I see a grown tree. I mean, a tree bigger than, not bigger than this room, but a, a, a big, it had to be a 25-foot tree at least. At least. And it just, whoo, all the root system pops up. Yes. Unearthed, yeah, it was crazy. Just the to ground, witness that. The ground was saturated. Now, I was in the car, and it was raining, so I didn't hear anything, and it was far enough away where it wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, theatrics, but I... I witnessed it with my eyes, and it was surreal for me. I was like, oh, my. And all of a sudden, after that, you know, I did notice the winds were whipping around a lot. And there were a lot of, you know, like those small trees people have in their front yards, and they kind of branch out. There were a lot of branches that fell. Yeah. I actually saw a guy out there with a sawzall cutting his car out by the time I was done making my deliveries. Because, of course, my delivery driver called out. And I had to go out there and, you know, be the hero and drive when, in that hurricane. When that root ball gets saturated, it loses its elasticity. Yeah. And the tree will fall really And it was, I was up north. I was up off of Rocky River Road. So up, up towards that area. I think it was where Rocky River Road hits Hood Road. Right around there, there was a new house being built. And I don't know if it was a new house, but the house, as I passed it, it had like, you know, papers in the window taped mm -hmm. in the center of the window. So I just assumed that they're either doing construction on it or something. But uh, it fell right on the garage part of the house. It was nuts. It was the craziest thing I definitely saw that whole day. Um, 
But yeah, the hurricane was nuts. I also did do a uh, Facebook thing of it, uh, the rapids roaring by, because you know I I stay right there where Margaret Wallace and Piney Gro- like Piney Grove goes all the way to the end, mm-hmm. and then that that Greenway Trail runs back behind there, and it overflowed with water. And I, I videotaped that, and that was kind of nuts. I had it on Facebook, but um. Well, they're designed to take so much water, and and there's always going to be an exception. And when you have a hurricane come through like that, that's an exception. Yeah. Yeah. And it was gone two days later. There was definitely the overrun and the sand all over the trail. The front yard here was up almost to uh, our front porch. Yeah. How long did it take to subside? A couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. All the trash gets, you know, it funnels through that little culvert down there. And that culvert accumulates a lot of trash and it just makes it. Yeah. Squeezes the water flow. Water is an amazing thing. It is. It's a universal solvent. Well, they say that we came from the water. That's what scientists point to. And I I was listening to a podcast the other day, and a a fighter was listening to his dad, who was a uh, doctor his whole life, and he said, put your your fighter in the ocean. If he's healing, having a hard time healing, or if he's got got a cut or something's going on, put him in the ocean. That's where we came from. Put them in the ocean. It balances you out. The salt water. That's right. Something about the you know the healing properties of the natural bacterias or whatever that's in the ocean right. is uh, helps you. I guess we came from water and ashes to ashes, dust to dust. It's, I don't know. That's what they say. Well, the earth is uh, two thirds water. So yeah, yeah. There's something about it. I I. I took a uh, a nice long shower today. I appreciate water for all of, Hell its, yes. all of its great things. Nothing like quite like a good long hot shower. Yeah, yeah. Or a good hot tub. Hot tub's great too. Mm. Yeah, love a good hot tub. I I went in a, a sensory deprivation tank, which Did is you? Uh, you know, have you ever heard of them? Yep. I went when I was down in Universal. They had one right around the corner, and I made an appointment, and I I spent the forty bucks. It's about the same as getting a massage. It's the same type of deal. You go in there, fill out a thing. Um, they tell you what the procedure. You go in there, you get a certain amount of time. Um, there's a shower in there. You shower before you get in. Shower after you get out. But when you get in there, it the salt water is so dense or so float. you you can't sink yep. you know what I mean I did put the earplugs in so that the water can't get in and once I um once I finally got into it like it took me a while to balance myself and figure it out maybe 15 20 minutes you know what I mean before I finally like let go but once I finally like let go you know that time when you're sleeping and you start to kind of see things in your head and you're and then but you're awake so when that that finally started to happen and I was like okay I don't want to fall asleep here because they say if you fall asleep don't worry because you won't drown and I wasn't worried about drowning but because of the salt water but anyways so right when that happened I opened my eyes but the same things that were happening in my mind were happening there because it's completely dark it's completely black and I don't know it was a great experience I I started like rapid firing asking questions to myself like meditation exactly and and Honestly, it was it was a uh, all of the questions that I was asking it. It was my answers were this is trivial. Don't worry about it. Just you know, don't this is this is nothing. Don't worry about this. Like you've got bigger fish to fry. Was pretty much the consensus of it. You know what I mean? I want to do it again. They've got one in Waxhaw. Um, I just came from there and uh, I looked it up and they they've actually got one down there. 
Um, so I might, I might give it a shot. Really? Was yeah. It, was it called? Uh, it's right around sixty bucks yeah. for like a, an hour, you know. Uh, but the hour is you got to go in there, you got to take a shower, um, and then you got to submerge yourself, and then it takes it's it takes about ten fifteen minutes at least if you don't know what you're doing to to get into it. You kind of have to. I would suggest watching a video online about how to what to do, what not to do, what to expect. I did that, and it really helped me out. It helped me maximize the amount of time that I was paying for. Because by the time you get in there, you've spent at least 10 minutes in the shower. You know what I mean? You're getting ready for it, getting naked, and then hopping in there, checking things out. You know, they tell you what buttons to hit if you want. I didn't want anything. I wanted to get right in there and get right to it, you know? But I did. I had a little teeny tiny, just like a little op crack on my fingernail. And they said, if you have any open cuts, you can't do it. And I was like, I don't have any open cuts. Like I'm, I'm good, you know, because that they also say that in the video. But that just that, just that little crack on my fingernail was enough. But they do, they give you a little bit of Vaseline. They said if you have anything, the salt water will let you know quick. As soon as I got in there, it was like zap. I was like, whoa! Right on my finger. I was like, oh boy! So I had to open the thing up, put it on there. So that wasted a little bit of time. But once I finally got in there, I would recommend it to anyone. If if you don't get any mental benefit out of it, because it's it was literally like. They say it's like tripping without really losing your mind. And it kind of is. It was like going into a dream state, but a very lucid dream state, you know, where I could kind of control my thoughts and figure out what I want. I mean, it's, you just, you don't feel anything. In REM, you don't control your thoughts. Your thoughts control you. Yeah. But you're also, you're laying on a bed. You've got a pillow. There's, you know, you've got a different temperature in this, in this, uh, in this pool that you're in when you're in salt water. They heat the water to... 90 something degrees whatever your body temperature is it's supposed to match that and then you're supposed to lose all senses so you really you literally feel like you're floating in space is what you kind of feel like it, it's it's that feeling like it's not like a free fall but it's just like a fucking float dude like the, there's different ways you can I, I felt this was the best way with my hands down at my sides palms up you know what I mean they say you can put your hands on your chest but I didn't like that because I could feel Try my scuba diving. I, yeah, I've, yeah, I've, well, I went, I went, I went snorkeling. No. But I had a beard, it didn't work too no, well. Scuba diving. Yeah, I, I gotta get. You get neutrally buoyant. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. And my buddy is, uh, is actually a scuba diver, and he, he recently too. got licensed. That's awesome. Is there, is there anything that you wanted to do that you haven't done that you wish you could have? Oh, yes. I want to do the loop. The loop? Yeah. The auto bond? No. Just the opposite. The water bond. The water bond? Oh, sailing. No, not sailing. Motorboating. Motorboat. The loop is I'm motorboating called a GL. Look it up sometime. It's called GLCA. Great Loop Cruisers Association. Okay. And it's, uh, it's a good way to see America, or this two-thirds of it anyway. You start anywhere along the eastern seaboard where you start anywhere virtually. Take the inland waterway and head north. You get up to New York City. You can take the, uh, what the hell's the name of the river there? The Hudson River. The Hudson River. Up into, uh, through a couple of locks into Connecticut and from there into uh, Canada. So, so it's like a cruise line. No, take a cruise line. It's just you gotta so, be on a trawler. So this is a small boat. Yes. Okay. Yes. How many people on this boat? Depends on the size of boat you got. Yeah. Well, what's the biggest? 
something like 30 60, people. 60 feet, something like that. That's about the biggest boat, which would be comfortably, you know, 8 to 10 people at okay. the most. Okay. But, um, you know, there's a bunch of people doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you follow that up, get into Canada, make your way through the uh, Great Lakes. Yeah. Through the locks and the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. All the way over to the Mississippi. Come down the Mississippi to New Orleans. Take the, uh, go east in the, uh, in the shoreline all the way around the coast of Florida to the, the uh, Keys and uh, back to the intercoastal there in Miami and take the intercoastal back up to where you left off, where you started from. It's called the Great Loop. The Great Loop? The Great Loop Cruiser Association, GLCA. No, or AGLCA, America's Great Loop Cruiser yeah. Association, if anybody wants to look it up. How much do you think that costs? Well, you provide your own boat. Oh, okay, so yeah. You know, it's not anybody out there doing it for you. You buy your own boat. You can't off. rent one? You think you could probably rent one you got enough money. Uh, that's a long it to take. Most people like to spend about a year doing it. Oh, uh, okay. Because you get to stop. You know, think of the places you get to stop. So, but, Baltimore, so, you're saying, so 500000 you could do it. Oh, yeah. You could buy a nice boat and still have plenty of time for fuel, plenty yeah. of money for fuel. Yeah. And provisions. Provisions, and yeah. Stopping and seeing the sights along the way. Yeah. You might want to stop in New York and spend a day. You may yeah. want to spend a week in New York. Yeah. You may want to spend a day in Canada or two. Yeah. You may want to spend a week in Canada. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. When you get to Chicago or somewhere, you may want to spend a day. You may want to spend two days. So no you town. actually cut through America? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. You go through the Mississippi and... Yeah. Come down oh, the Mississippi. that's so cool. And all the places. You know, St. Louis. So what's the smallest Memphis. boat you could do it in? It's been done in like 30 feet, a 30-foot boat. Or a 25-foot boat. So like a two-person, three-person boat. Yeah. But then you're, you know, and you go on the hook, which means you find a nice little cove. Excuse me, a nice little cove off to the side of the anchor down waterway and anchor down and, you know, take your little uh, portable grill that hooks onto your your uh, your rails and grill out. and Catch some fish. Yeah, catch some fish and look at the stars. Just enjoy yourself. That sounds like an awesome thing to do. It is. That sounds... Yeah, That's that what sounds, I want to do. That's what I would love to do. My <clears throat> uncle just... Uh, hiked half of the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. He went down to uh, Atlanta, started down there. I think he did, I think it was 11, maybe 2,000 miles, something yeah. like that. He did, It was like, he started in April, and he just quit maybe a month ago. And he, he lost 60 pounds along the way. Like wow. He was doing about 10 miles a day. His feet were killing him. I want to do a podcast with him about it. Um, I just didn't have the time, but I saw him up there. I went to... Uh, uh, a wedding up in Connecticut, and it was it was just a beautiful thing. And also, when I saw my dad, it was too cold to ride the bikes, but we, we got to ride a little bit. Um, <clears throat> uh, how is uh oh? If did you get any lottery tickets? Oh yes. I know I bought some. Yes. I don't think anybody won, right? No. Yeah. Except to a million, a billion. Uh, Billion two or a billion three? Yeah, that's so, a, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, 
I, I bought some. I haven't checked any of them to see if I got a couple $2 or $3 or something like that. I think I spent like 10 bucks. I just, I figure you can't lose if you don't play. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, you can't win if you don't play. Yeah. Yeah. You can't win either. <laughs> um, I, um, I won 40 bucks the other day, but I put 19 of it right back in and didn't win shit off the 19, but mm. that's not discouraging me. I'm, I'm still going to keep on playing, and I've got four tickets right there. So. We'll see. We will see. Uh, it says in a book somewhere, um, <coughs> the way of the quick dollar is the way of the fool. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, some people win. Now, I heard that giving your kids money is probably the worst thing you can do for your kids. Yeah. And, uh, I can see the principle, for sure. But, uh, I don't know. Parenting is a whole other issue. I'm having... That's true. I'm having my own issues with, with parenting right now. Well, they're just teenagers growing up, wanting to test their boundaries. So, that's always fun. But I do have, I got a bunch of podcasts lined up. I'm supposed to do one about uh, Japanimation later on. Japanimation? Well, you know how they do the anime, like Dragon Ball Z, the, the <coughs> cartoons, like the really um, detailed cartoons about fighting and ninjas and sex and whatever. Japanimation? Yeah, well, it's, it's animation. But oh, animation. It's, but it's, they say, Japanimation, I guess, is like slang term. Like dope okay. for it's animation based in Japan. It's 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 just a genre of animation that is. Okay. Uh, they they it's like you never heard of Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball what? Dragon Ball Z. No, that's, no. That's uh, way um, after your time. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, it's the new age. Um, what would you call it? Uh, buck. Uh, what was the guy from Battlestar Galactica? What oh. was his name? Uh, Buck, Buck something? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, anyways. Buck. Yeah. Roebuck or something like that. I can't think of his name. But anyways. Um, well, I'm glad to see you, man. Uh, is, um... Other than the... Wanting to do the GLs, the AGLCA, the is, cruise, the loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get, when you have this stage four COPD, and you can actually feel, you know, your breathing from one week to the next or one month to the next is actually, it's getting harder for you to take those breaths. I've been in the hospital now three times in the last. Uh, year and a half with that crap and uh, it's not getting any easier but it's a you know it's a terminal disease you accept the fact that you're you've got it you're you're gone or on your way and you just you look back and try to wonder you know what is to make your life purposeful or worthwhile so um, right now I'm sort of in a uh, transcendental mood to try and figure out what is making my life purposeful and worthwhile. And I've got a lot of uh, so-called 
irons on the fire. But uh, have you uh, have you found any hope or any any answers in faith? Have have, have you tried turning to the good book? Uh, I've looked at the good book, but a lot of that stuff just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It's just too far out there. Yeah. I'm more the ancient alien kind of person that yeah. uh, I think maybe we were placed here by some aliens many, 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 many moons ago. So the religion and doesn't strike anywhere as making sense. You're just no, too smart uh, for that. No, yeah. too, too, uh, I don't want to say I'm too smart for it. Too, it just, doesn't make sense to not whim, not whimsical, not into magic and yeah. and and people being swallowed by fish and coming out three days later. But uh, one thing um, I did notice, I saw one of my buddies when I was in Connecticut. He just they just passed uh, medical marijuana there, um, and he has uh, had extreme benefits from it, helping him sleep. Helping him uh, gain his appetite back. Is um, he smoking it or eating it or in cookies or uh, mostly mostly smoking it? I I, I we didn't get into a, a big <clears throat> detail, but um, it was it was beautiful what I saw, you know. Um, and there was there was some of them came in pre-rolled joints, <coughs> but he had to get a license, you know. He had to get there's there's an approved list of what you can and can't do. You can't. Do it around children. You can't do it in drive. Right. You know, I mean, there's they make you sign off. It's it, they're very. Um, I mean, it's well, they should. I don't want to say it's methodical, but it's it's like you have to get a license. It's practical. Yeah, you have to sign off saying like if you violate any of these, then you lose. You can't sell it. You it's can't practical. Yeah, but you can. He had it on like a tablet. You could order it online, like just Bing, Bing, Bing. This like you get the best kind. I guess. The THCA is the real THC, what you're looking for. That's right. actually the head high that you're looking for. And everything he orders is 25% or, or however better. You know what I mean? But it's just, it helps him. But you can also go to the other end and have the CBD oil. Have you, I know, um, you know, you, the doctor will say if you can get it, smoke it. But do you wish that they would pass the laws here faster? Absolutely. I've told my doctor several times. If they get to the point where they're even leaning that way, let me know. I'm going to be first. Well, see, to sign up. what I heard was the doctors won't. The doctors don't want it because the doctors want to push the pills, and the pills are what's keeping you sick. And the health that you can't you can't patent a plant, so anybody I, can get I, into I, it. I don't. I don't. I don't adhere to all of that because I don't think these doctors are are. Conspiring to keep. I don't. No, they're not. No, they're not conspiring. But they're so trained in this way of thinking that that weed is bad. It's just it's an old way of thinking that for from years and generations and generations of, of just oh dope smoking is gonna get you nowhere. You know, there's no good in it. But they they people conveniently deny you know the things that I heard a real good quote the other day. It was people love to hear the good things about their habits. You know what I mean? And me too. I, weed is definitely a habit for me. <clears throat> Smoking weed is a habit for me. But I love hearing that there's medical benefits for it. They're like, you get relief from it. I'm not saying it's the end-all, no. cure-all for everything. Let's, let's put it like this. I have neuropathy. You know, my left side is yeah. is yeah. on fire, yeah. has been now for 13 years plus. I've got a medicine cabinet full of painkillers and painkillers in there 
and not a damn one of them does any good. Gabapentin, same thing as Neurotin, is the main one. And they started me out a couple of months ago on 100. I told them 13 years ago it didn't do me any good, but they wanted to try it again. So they tried it again, started me out on 100. Then he said, okay, then take two a day, make it 200. Eventually I was up to 600 milligrams a day, and it was like I might as well have been taking aspirin. It wasn't doing any good. Yeah. But yet this. Yeah. A little bit of natural herb. A little bit of natural herb is twice the effect of what that is. It doesn't it doesn't do everything. Yeah. But it helps yeah. better than any of the crap I've got in there, except for maybe some of the uh, hardcore stuff like you know morphine based. Yeah. Well, they're 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 researching in John Hopkins. They're researching marijuana. They're researching psilocybin. They're reaching. They're they're doing a lot of things with these these drugs that have been you know the war on drugs really pushed us back as far as uh, developing new. Uh, uh, antibodies and new new medicines and vaccines and you know they 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 limited this this wonderful substance that can be used for so many things and not even just medicine I mean you can build with hemp you can make paper with it you can make uh, anyways this is an old argument yeah. but uh, I think it's a good product I think especially just for the elderly and for the terminally ill why not. Why not let them have some mushrooms to put them at peace, you know, once a week? Or why not give them a little bit of weed that'll help them sleep? Or give them an appetite so they can actually finish their meal? Hell, I can't get them to give me an opioid, opioids. You know, and that, that helps me a lot. Well, opioids get abused. Yeah, uh, I understand I that a lot, you know, and that's that's a real ugly... But I'm a 66-year-old man. Yeah. Terminal yeah. man. Yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, even if I did get uh, uh, hooked on a big... Yeah. Nothing deal, you know. Well, that they're worried. They're more worried about you selling them, probably. You know, no, not you using no, them. No, no, I don't think they worry about me selling them. I'm not going to be selling stuff like. Why would I sell it? You know. Well, I, I mean, you know, no. Is it an insurance thing, or is it, is it you don't have the it's best the, insurance? No, I've got good insurance. Insurance. Every once in a while, like they'll give me a uh, prescription for a mild like hydroacetamycin. Yeah. And uh, that works. But, you know, I get 10 pills, yeah. and they're gone, and, you know, if I take two a day, that's five days, you know? Yeah. And I could take more than that a day, but I only take two a day sometimes, one yeah. in the morning, one in the evening. But, uh, I don't know. They say that that and the, the I had some Valium. That and the Valium press on the walls of my lungs, making it exasperating my difficulty to breathe, making it even harder. Yeah. So, uh, well, and it I doesn't just, feel like that. And it if, relieves the pain. If you could go on your phone and order some good weed and have it delivered here legally, you know what I mean? And instead of spending whatever it is, countless amount of dollars and manpower to have people prescribe you, if you could just have something that would help, you know, I mean, if you're terminal, that means that you're gonna go right. That's pretty yeah. much what it means. Like there's. Well, there's, we're all terminal. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. They know I'm gonna go a little bit sooner. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I think that it would eliminate the the crime aspect of it. You'd get a lot less, you know, drug dealers, and you'd have more legitimate businesses that would have to pay taxes and would have to, you know, 
follow a certain set of, you could regulate it. Now, I'm not necessarily for that type of regulation, but it would help, you know, it, it, would, it would help. Yeah. Um, and I think that, uh, I mean, you know, there's, it's hard to get good weed, you know? It's hard to find a, a, a steady person that can come by and help you out, you know? So, I don't know. I don't know about all that, but... Yeah, and it's everywhere, but to get the best stuff, you know, you, you can get... If, I don't know. The stuff that I saw this guy had that was medical was light years beyond what it's it's you see every now and then. You see, you know. Oh, I've up. seen the lady in Florida yeah. that gets a tin with with joints, pre-rolled joints yeah. in it, and she gets like fifty a month. Yeah. I mean, good God! And yeah. these are nice long joints that oh, the yeah. government's roll somewhere, oh, yeah. somewhere, and, someone in yeah. the government. Is sitting down and rolling these damn joints for her. Getting paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, and it's profitable. If you look at... Uh, anyways, we don't have to talk about marijuana the whole time. No. But, um... Uh... Get off on the tangent there. Yeah. It's good to see you. I, I gotta run. Um, I want you to stay as strong as possible. Um, you know I love you. I want to come by and do as many of these as we can. Um, I may may say something profound before it's over with, you know? Yeah, well, um, I just want you to to let you know that, you know, it's it's a cold world out here. We've got to just bundle up and try to do the best we can. The last couple podcasts I've done, we've come to the conclusion that, you know, love is the answer. And... um, now you're getting back into the '60s and '70s. Well, love is the answer, and knowledge is power. So you gotta, you gotta, you have to kind of find a balance in between the two. You don't have to be nice to everyone, but you should be nice to as many people as you can. You know, another good quote that I heard is, "It's nice to be important, but it's more it's important, important to, to be, be nice. nice." You know, and that that really sticks with me. And I think that. You know, even though you had no reason to be nice to me, you've been nice to me the whole time I've known you. You've got a good sense of humor, and you crack a few jokes every now and then. But, you know, for the most part, um, you know, it's just it's sad to see good people go. I mean, after all, you and my, my daughter split. I, I should hate you. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I... How are you and your girlfriend? Uh, no longer together. Really? Yeah. Well, you're going through them, aren't you? Well, you but know... But my, you know, there's a... There's a there's a, a, a silver lining to that cloud. You're, you're um, spreading it around and, and yeah. getting some experience. Well, I think the uh, the common denominator seems to be me. Uh, well, <laughs> figured that you've been to Jethro's school ciphering that. <laughs> Jethro's taught you that ciphering real well. Yeah. So it may not be all of them. It may be just me. It might just be me. You know. So why um, do you think you're too independent? No, no, you know what it is? I I didn't have a lot of structure as a kid, and I'm not blaming anyone. You know, my mom did a great job. I love her to death. I wouldn't change anything about her. Um, she taught me a lot of important things, but there was no, there was no, okay, you have to do this. You have to do this at this time. There has to be this. And because of that, because of my latchkey kid upbringing, I think I was given so much freedom but I didn't have the smarts to to give myself the discipline. I, I always heard about it, like, you need discipline, you need this, you need that. But I never, I, I've always, I've been so comfortable my whole life that whenever something makes sense, I kind of gravitate towards it until it doesn't make sense anymore. So therefore, 
my life has kind of just taken lots of different turns, you know. Um, I, uh, I meet a girl and I kind of aspire to their, what they're trying to bring into the relationship and it, until it doesn't make sense anymore, until it doesn't fit with what's comfortable with me. I've, I've built myself up to a point where I can pay my bills, I've got a little bit of money in the bank, and I'm, I'm finally a productive citizen. Still of the, working two jobs? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I work, I, I'm on and off two jobs, but I, I'm always grinding. I'm always cutting something or moving well, something for you know, someone. You're, you're, or, you're, yeah. Uh, Oh, hell, I can't think of a word right now. But I'm, I'm always hustling. Yeah. Um, but, Hustling's uh, maybe not the term I had in mind. Well, I'm always I'm always doing something. I'm always trying to... And even if it's not for money, I'm always putting favors together because I feel like having a favor with someone is <coughs> just as good. Like, with... Um, with... Uh, um, your daughter. I've always... Even though we didn't make it together, you know what I mean... I've always been there to lend a helping hand. Respected and her. It, well, it's come in handy because every now and then I've needed a helping hand and I've been able to be like, hey, can I ask this a favor for you? Because I put in enough good favors at the end, you know what I mean? We, we still kept respect for each yeah, other. Yeah, a relationship on a different level Yeah. than most people, yeah. most exes. Yeah. Which is a good, healthy thing. Yeah, it, it really is. Well, she was smarter than me. She... Put a good far distance for a long time, and that's what I needed. You know what I mean? But anyways, you learn something from everyone. So I think she was my than you. well. So you're the one. Uh, no, I think I'm the common denominator. I think that's what it is. Um, I think that uh, because I didn't have, I guess maybe a core set of principles. Like I kind of had to learn as I went along. Like Fundamentals. Think, yeah, you know, no one was really. I I always second guessed everything. Well, you know, you're going to find yourself doing that quite often. Yeah. If you don't, who is? I try to pick a side, but I see points on both sides, you know? like That's good. I'm, I'm, not, com- I'm not completely right-winged. I'm not all, all about capitalism, but I see the good things in it. I, want, I tend to stand up for it because that's what I believe, and that's what I was grown in to believe. In our society, you have to have the almighty dollar to exist to some degree. Yeah. If you want some good, healthy reading sometime, yeah. try Socrates. I've, I've actually gone back. I've been reading a little bit of Musashi, the art of, uh, or the, the Book of Five Rings. It's Mortal Kombat. It's like uh, the art of war. Get away, from the, get away from the warring stuff. Yeah. Try Socrates. Yeah. That's how social, yeah. Socrates, social. Yeah. You know, try Socrates. You'll find a lot of... Uh, well, and then on, meaning in his words. On the opposite, I, I will do that. But on the opposite side, I see the importance in society and like what, why do people on the other side of the planet they can get by with? Hey, I make the rice, you make the chickens. He has the cows, so he brings the milk. She makes the bread. We all get together at the end of the night and have dinner. That's right. You know what I mean? And there's no currency whatsoever except for we all contribute what we need to contribute. Now that to me sounds perfect. As you know? in, as in, uh, uh, good old Hillary. It takes a village. Well, it it takes a whole it takes a whole village. It really that's that's not a bad saying. Did Hillary say that? Yeah. Hillary Clinton. Well, anyways, she wrote a book called "It Takes a Village." It does take a village. There's all kinds of people that you know. It it really but does. People have known it takes a village for a very long time. True. 
But I think the American dream, it kind of inspires you to own your own land and build your own village in your own walls. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of where we went wrong. And then, of course, they get you back onto the conspiracy thing. They, they get you with the football teams and they get you with the, you know, oh, like Coke and not Pepsi. They get you with the propaganda. Oh, like, like, the, like the elephants, not the donkeys. Like, like the Yankees, not the Red Sox. You know, there's so much division and there's so much polarization and people get drawn into it because we're sitting at home watching a screen instead of out there getting our hands in the dirt, making something that's meaningful and then contributing it with someone who is meaningful. Right. You know, I think it starts in the home and, um, Look at me, I spend 90% of my time in front of that tube, but I've been watching good things like Wagon Train. Yeah. That's a good moral program it'd, yeah. be, it'd, it'd, it'd do a lot of people well to watch some episodes of Mag Wagon Train nowadays okay I'll, I'll check into it I've been looking for some good something I can watch with the kids that is Laramie Laramie yeah that was a good old western that's a good moral western too you talking about the original bromance is on Laramie okay those two guys and their their uh, their uh, uh, farm you ever read any Louis L'Amour I think we talked about uh, that yeah, some time, of right? the Louis L'Amour, some of those wagon train, I, I, either wagon train or a lot of those old Western episodes are based on Louis L'Amour. He he wrote um, a lot of them. I know I, yeah. I did a... Um, I, I like The Rifleman and stuff like that. Hundreds and hundreds of titles yeah. he wrote um, about Westerns. And he had one, I know this because uh, he wrote one about the Sacketts. And that was uh, one of my family trees, last name is Sackett. And uh, it was just, it was popular at one of the family reunions that came up. And I, I've noticed, I've witnessed the books. I've seen a bunch of the titles. I went into this guy's house and he had a bunch of books and I cleared out the house. But um, there was Louis Lamore was definitely one of his favorite authors. But uh, Westerns are good. I, it, the older times, I guess it was a simpler time. It was easier to convey things back then. I guess, without all the distraction of... Yeah, you didn't have telephones, technology. you didn't have cars, you didn't have the technology, you had the good book and what people knew from experience. Yeah. There is no substitute yeah. for experience. Yeah. You can go to all the colleges in the world, yeah. get all the book learning you need, yeah. and there is no substitute for experience. Hands-on, nitty-gritty. That's right. Now, you may need to go to those colleges to learn how to do yeah, what to you want to do to get that experience. Yeah. But unless you actually go out there and do it, there is no substitute. Yeah. And, well, and then on the flip side of that, the beautiful thing about technology is some people get stuck in their phones, but some people, now you can use your phone to get a college degree for free if you wanted to. Think about all the information that's out there that you can get for free or that you can get for I mean, less money than called, you would spend on a college tuition. It's called, um, wow, it's called... Uh, they, they have an app on there where you can learn, per, it's like professional classes on photography, on writing, from professionals, and it's actually like, you know, like people that have done it, people that have made it in their profession, giving you real-life tips about it. I mean, technology... There's there's apps where you can take a picture of a plant and it'll tell you what type it is. The the 
the aspects of technology is, is, is endless, man. And I, uh, I love to see where it's going. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think this is the best time in the world to be alive. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be around where if a snake bites you, you're definitely going to die. I like if a snake bites you, you can go to the hospital within the right amount of time and um, <laughs> save your life, you know, and have a cool story to talk about it afterwards on the podcast. But, uh... Auto, auto something. <clears throat> I know there's a lot of good ones out there. Well, I've got it on my, uh... Supposedly had it on... I suffer from a acute autodactisnism. But, uh, I don't know what happened to it. Well, Max, I'm gonna have to roll out of here, buddy. Okay. Um, let's try to do it again. Hang in there for me. Uh, <laughs> you got any last How about words? About uh, hang in there for me. Yeah, hang in there for you. Hang in there for us, man. What do you call self-taught? Auto something. It's not gonna know. Yeah, it is. Auto dictactism. Auto dictactism. Oh, when you teach yourself something. Auto dictactism. Or self education is education without the various. The various terms are used to describe self-education. I'll give it, uh... So you're an auto-dictator, is what you're saying? No, no, that's a different word altogether now. I think the English language is, uh, so funny. But it, it's so details in the way that we think about it. Is education without the guidance of masters such as teachers and professors or institutions. Generally an autodictact is an individual who chooses a subject they will study, their studying material, and the studying rhythm and time. An autodictact may or may not have formal education and their study may be either complement or an alternative to it. Many notable contributions have been made by autodictacts. So, and in 10 years from now, they'll have a YouTube version of that. I go on YouTube to find out just about anything. If I got to change something in my car, if I got to do some handiwork around the house, someone asks me to do a favor, I'll look it up on YouTube. How to change oh, yeah. a screen door, how to exactly. uh, build a fence, how to... There's a the 70s version. Encyclopedia, <coughs> yeah. Those are some damn good books. Yeah. You can find anything you want about households down in there. I remember people used to knock on the door and try to sell you those. No, they sold you encyclopedias. Yeah. Yeah, I, used, I did that at one time. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I loved it too, man. I enjoyed the hell out of it. How many, job, how many jobs do you think you've had in your whole life? More oh. than 30? Oh, no, 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 no. I had, um, I was Rash Curtis and Associates for seven years. I drove for Blue Max for, believe it or not, 15 years, which is the worst job I've ever had in my life. Okay. The most, the stupidest job, you know, yeah. it was, you know, a, a blind damn monkey could do that job. Yeah. But uh, the banking business I was in for 17 years. So uh, I worked at McDonald's when I was a kid. I worked in the How long did you work at McDonald's for? I don't know, maybe a year, maybe. Did you eat it while you worked there? Yeah, yeah. Did you stop eating it after you worked there? Um, well, when you were a kid, McDonald's was probably different, though. Probably oh, yeah. wasn't. It probably wasn't the same. It was the only one there was. There was maybe a Hardee's. Probably good food, it. right? 
Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it was a, a hectic pace. I worked in the mailroom at Hartford Insurance uptown Charlotte on the uh, 14th floor of the uh, American Credit Building, ACC Building, which is right there almost at the square. That was a fun experience. And, hell, I worked for my father when he was in business. So about 15? Huh? Maybe no more than 20? What? Jobs you've had? Oh, no, I haven't had 20. I probably had maybe eight, something like that, seven, eight jobs in my life. Yeah, I've had a bunch. But, I've, you know, I've, I've you know, been a handyman when I was able. I was a pretty good handyman. Yeah. I used to make things in my shop. I had a woodworking shop with a, a articulated uh, uh, table saw and a router and all good kinds of... Uh, you always got to work, man. Oh, yeah. I got to get to work. Okay. Um, holla at you later. Okay. All right, brother. Enjoyed it as usual. Thank you, sir. Let's, uh, everyone, we'll holla at you later. SOJ Conversations. As always, uh, Altercation and Mad Max. Uh, bringing it to you, not live, but uh, as live as can be when podcasts are recorded in your face.